Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is Sunday, March 12th in the year 2023. And I am presenting this program from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been raining for two days. Okay, not consistently for two days, but raining in the afternoon for two days, like it does during rainy season, which this is not. So, as you can tell, I'm a little miffed, and I can't believe it. It's just, it's raining. I'm not on board with this. We've had almost no summer here. We've had windy, windy, chilly, and then cloudy, and all week, mostly every day, I woke up, and it was gray. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be sunny this time of year and sunny all day. And this morning it was very sunny and it was beautiful and all, but then it just clouded over like it would do during rainy season. And here we are. And um, I've got my pot of chamomile tea here that I made because I bought chamomile at the farmer's market yesterday, fresh chamomile. And I'm drinking my tea. So this is this is where we are. And uh, it's Sunday and I think daylight savings time happened up north. And we don't do that here, so it makes my time zones a little different than they were. So now I'm two hours behind Eastern time and one hour um, away from Pacific time as opposed to, I'm in Central Standard Time. I was, I've always been in Central Standard Time, but, and that's what it is at Central Standard Time. Now the people in Central Time generally do an hour ahead, and so they are in Central Daylight Time. Anyway. We are here, and it is, it is an interesting time, and so much to talk about, and okay, so let's talk not only about this coming week, but let's talk a little bit about what just happened. Um, so Saturn went into Pisces from the sign of Aquarius, and this is the first time Saturn's been in Pisces since the mid-90s, and if you have my master class I did on Saturn in Pisces and Pluto and uh, Aquarius, then you know a little more detail about Saturn going into Pisces. So um, we've been talking about this for the last bunch of weeks and months, and it did this on Tuesday. And I talked about it last week. I did talk about Saturn and going into Pisces, but then there was also this full moon that happened. And the full moon was in Virgo, the opposite sign of Pisces. Now, the position of the moon and the sun, consequently, which is opposite the moon, during a full moon. The sun is in Pisces, the moon is in Virgo. They are not close to Saturn, okay? But there is an energy from Saturn entering Pisces shortly after the full moon, like an hour later or so, and a lot of information flying around in Pisces right now because there's four planets in Pisces at the moment. And this is something that you know, we go through a Pisces season every year, but this is, we're in a very intense Pisces season because Saturn just went into Pisces. So that just trumped up the energy a whole bunch. Now we have Saturn and Neptune in Pisces and they stay there for a long time. So that full moon to me was really intense and it felt like all those planets that were in Pisces really were involved in the full moon. It wasn't just the sun. It felt like so much is in Pisces and so many tears and so much water and so much emotion. And there was a lot of emotion on Tuesday. So I really felt the shift out of Aquarius for Saturn, but 
I also felt there's this, these waves of deep, deep emotion coming from that full moon. And that was really intense. So I think that we are past a lot of that emotion now, and we are getting through these days that are different and, um, that are a different feeling than they were. And so much to talk about, you know, Saturn is a structured planet. It likes stability. It likes structure. It likes rules. It likes achievements. It likes success. It, it wants to, you know, climb the ladder to success. Pisces is not that. Pisces is feelings, emotions, water, movement, flow. Saturn is not about flow. Saturn's about, I have a list. I'm going to check off each thing on the list. It doesn't flow with Pisces and Saturn. It's like, you know, there's a big boulder in the middle of the ocean or something like, like Gibraltar, right? So, so there's this incredible, incredible feeling of being emotional, but then also, you know, Saturn stabilizing the emotions and one would think that's a good thing Saturn stabilizing emotions but the thing we have to be careful of is Saturn may say stop being emotional get practical get up do your thing and that's not in it that's not congruent with Pisces Pisces likes you know the energy to flow and the movement to be easy and within nature Okay, sometimes Saturn doesn't really go with nature, even though it's an Earth planet, it often doesn't really flow like nature. It, it forces our hand a little bit. And it is, you know, a disciplinarian planet. So to have disciplined emotions, I don't know that that works. You know, you can, you can get stronger emotionally with Saturn and Pisces, but you can also feel like you're, um, you're not, you don't deserve to, to sit back and express them. You, you, it's not right. You, you have to like, you know, chin up, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. That's kind of Saturn, you know, that's a Saturn thing. And like I said, that doesn't go with Pisces wants to emote and feel and make art and make music and make beauty. And Saturn, Saturn doesn't do that. Saturn's like, what, what's this art business? Yeah, make art. Do, do the work to get the art, right? So this is something we have to navigate. This is something where we have to feel the energy of Saturn, like maybe giving us a little structure in our beliefs. But I can tell you this, and I said this on Instagram the other day, 24 hours of Saturn in Pisces, and I can't count how many conversations I, I had about belief, faith, trust, you know, the divine, all of that. And what Saturn will do, hopefully, hopefully, it will really give you the, the structure and the, the real discipline to have your faith. It, it will also show you where maybe you were believing in something, maybe a charlatan or something, maybe there's a charlatan in your life and stuff, um, where you're not finding truth. But then it can also confuse matters and make us feel we don't know what the truth is. And so we need to, this is where our gut comes into place. We have to trust our gut. We have to trust our intuition. We need to trust our instincts. 
and Saturn, it gets, if you want to practice trusting your instincts with Saturn and Pisces, that's really good. That's a practice. That's like developing a muscle. And you can do that with Saturn and Pisces. But it will also show you what not to trust. And there's going to be times when you don't feel like you can trust anything. And that's where discernment comes in and boundaries and, and all that good stuff that we're going to be talking about for the next three years. <laughs> So, so that's one of the things that, you know, happened in the week with this Saturn into Pisces. Now, the other thing that we are aware of, there's, there's lots of things, so much to talk about. Jupiter is with Chiron. And I talked about this, of course, on Instagram the other day. And Jupiter is the planet of abundance and expansion and awareness. Chiron is a planet of the wounded healer. And it shows us looking, looking at our wounds, licking our wounds, connecting with our wounds, releasing our wounds. And Jupiter can do a lot of things for your wounds. Everybody's got wounds. These wounds particularly are in Aries. So where do we feel we're a little a little wounded in the direction of, you know, individuality, um, independence, our soul opinion, our soul, our, our self, our sense of self, um, where we're not people pleasing, where we are being a soul individual with our individual opinions and and abilities. And Jupiter can expand the notion of that independence and and all all those good Aries things, confidence and stuff. But we need to be able to view our wounds in a more enlightened way. And that's what Jupiter there does. Now, it also allows us to look at them and go, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was. I understand why I believed that all these years. Okay, and release the old beliefs. Jupiter helps an ease of that. It makes you a little friendly with your wounds and you go, oh, okay, now I understand, I get it. Jupiter's about knowledge. So the connection of Jupiter to Chiron is a very open look at our wounds. This doesn't happen very often because Chiron's in Aries now for a few years and it's going to stay there. Jupiter's only passing through and Jupiter's going to finish with Aries in May and go into Taurus. So Jupiter and Chiron aren't going to meet again for a long time. So this is an opportunity to seek healing for the wound, seek like not judging yourself and being open and looking at it and not criticizing yourself. Jupiter is like, hey, you know, this is okay. You, you felt like this. It's because you learned these things. Now we can let them go. And I talked a lot about this the other day on Instagram. You can go back and look at my Instagram, the golden astrologer. And we are very much in the throes of looking at our wounds. It doesn't feel great. So much is going on. It doesn't feel great right now because that Jupiter Chiron is making, it's like, Oh yeah, that is a wound, huh? Uh, and, but it's better to see it, reveal it, let it go and cast out old beliefs that are no longer necessary. So that's, that's the other thing that's going on. Now I have to talk about Mars. <laughs> Remember Mars? Mars is still in Gemini. And if you have been following me since August, you know that I've been talking about Mars and Gemini for a long time because that's when Mars went into Gemini in August. This is not typical behavior of Mars. Mars doesn't retrograde all the time and therefore spend eight months in a sign. It spends like maybe two months in a sign. And 
So Mars is, has been on this journey, and Mars is a planet of confidence, of self-assertion, of uh, stepping forward into something that we want to do. It's, it's a masculine energy. It's about taking action and, and stepping into our, you know, our power a bit. And it is a warrior planet. It does start wars sometime. But right now, it is squaring Neptune, and it's going to be exact on Tuesday, the 14th, in a couple days, 7.39 p.m. And Mars has been down this road in the last few months. So back in October, Mars squared Neptune. And that first shot of Mars squaring Neptune, I have to say, really knocked people off kilter. <laughs> people really got knocked off like where they were. They're going on their path. And that's Mars. I'm going forward. I'm driving forward. And Mars does not like you know, the car to stall, the car to stop, that nothing. Mars wants to not be, you know, flooded with obstacles. It just wants to keep going in the car. Um, Gemini is movement also. Gemini really is a movement-oriented sign. However, Mars ran into Neptune back in October and then again on November 19th, and now it will again this Tuesday. And so we are in a process of finishing up the last the last chapter of Mars square Neptune. Now, back in that first one, I heard stories from people. I heard accidents, but not really accidents, things that happened that were out of your control. You know, it wasn't like careless driving or anything. Like stuff happened to people and it was just like, ah, this is happening. You know, like things going on in people's homes. And, and then there were um, other things that happened in October that, I, you know, like Mars wants to be stepping forward. Neptune was a slap in the face. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just going to call it as I see it. Neptune was a slap in the face because Neptune is about erosion and Neptune is about what's hidden and behind the veil. And Mars is none of that. They are very strange bedfellows. Okay. Mars wants directness, I'm taking that step forward. I'm, you know, whatever you're doing, I'm taking a step and doing this. Whether it's you're taking the car to go to the store or you're taking a step forward and asking for a promotion, those are all Mars things, okay? Um, Neptune is the one that says, okay, I'm going to put a tidal wave in your way. <laughs> and then, you know, there was a flood of emotion back then with Mars squaring Neptune. And so there's it's so much right now because Mars is engaging with Neptune in a challenge for the last time since, uh, you know, since October. And this is just, I'm glad this chapter is ending. And I'm glad Mars is getting ready to get out of Gemini because, as you know, I, I'm an air sign. So I like this, you know, air planets and stuff. And it, it supports me, but this is just too, way too long, way too long. And, you know, it's taken forever for Mars to come back here. I mean, it's March. The last time that it, they met was November 19th. So this is so, so deep. We are, we are moving through something very deep. Now, how do you handle this? Mars wants action. Neptune wants meditation, okay? So you can take some very serious steps forward in your own awareness. Again, it's about awareness. Jupiter and, and, and Chiron together, awareness. Neptune here, awareness. Take steps toward your own awareness. Take steps towards the energy levels in your life. Um, 
take steps towards healing your life on a certain level, okay? Neptune is all about those things, vision, healing, meditation, intuition, and guidance. And Mars is like, ah, guidance, I just, I just want to get going. You know, it's asking us to take a step back. Now, this is all very interesting because Jupiter and Chiron are also doing something. Jupiter's a buoyant, energetic planet. Chiron kind of brings things down to like, where have you been wounded? Mars is a planet that goes out and wounds. It's like the bow and arrow, the gun. Uh, anything that's a weapon, Mars rules, okay? And Neptune is saying, no, 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 no. We're going to use our energy to do things in our highest Okay, so again, Neptune is asking for spirit, intuition, awareness. And so we act in alignment with awareness. That is with Mars and Neptune. We can't just go willy-nilly to do whatever we want and think it's going to turn out. It's acting with a, a strong awareness. So where have you been since August? What journey have you been on since October? All of this is important because you've had to stay in alignment and maybe new levels of alignment have been presented to you since those months, okay? So this is, this is where at being asked to really step into alignment with awareness, and that's, that's the way you step into alignment anyway. You can't do it without awareness. So you are being guided and trust in the guidance, okay? Yeah, right? So that's, that's a big thing. The next day, the sun conjuncts Neptune. So there's clearly going to be this sun square Mars, which actually happens on Thursday. So <laughs> Tuesday, we get Mars square Neptune. Wednesday, we get the sun conjunct Neptune. And therefore, if the sun and Neptune are in the same place, well, then Mars and the sun are going to be squaring each other because the Mars just squared Neptune. So that's on the 16th, Thursday. So this is a very, very interesting week. And so the sun and Neptune, a great time to meditate. I have gotten some very deep, profound information when I did, like I made effort to conduct a ritual or strong meditation on a sun Neptune. This is about, again, being enlightened, aware. The sun is light. It brings it to the place of there may be cloudiness. That's Neptune. Then Mercury conjuncts Neptune. Uh, and so we're getting like a lot of energy, that Pisces energy, Mercury, the planet of communication. There is so much available to us in the spirit realms this week that that's where we have to go. Okay, that's where we have to go. We have to go way into spirit. We have to ask ourselves like deep questions. How do we move forward in alignment with spirit, with our instincts, you know, listening to our gut, listening to our intuition. So important. It's so important to listen this week. It's so important. Mars wants to just act. Everything else is telling us to listen. We have to listen. It's so important this week. The same day that Mercury conjuncts Neptune, the sun squares Mars, we've got Venus squaring Pluto. So Venus, goddess in Aries, is squaring Pluto in Capricorn. And she's in Aries, and she is doing the, the challenge to Pluto. Now, Venus-Pluto can be very sexy, can be very sexy. Um, but it also can be triangles. It could be inappropriate relationships. It could be passions out of place. Um, it can be triangles. And it can be very profound creativity. And 
deep, deep, deep creativity. So this is a week to pay attention and listen. My goodness, it's so, it just keeps going. And then Mercury is going to challenge Mars. So we've got a lot going on this week, a lot. And so my advice is that this is a week to stay close and listen, listen, listen. Emotions are running high. We have to pay attention, consult with our inner self before we do anything and like really listen to our gut. Should I go here? Should I go there? I don't feel like it, but it would be to the betterment of, of my day if I went there. Okay. You, you have to be really in touch with your intuition, with discernment, with, um, your knowledge of yourself. Okay. Very important this week. Mercury squares Mars and Mercury is again, the planet of communication. So it's entangled with this Mars Neptune. So I, I, I want you to go deep this week. I want you to go deep into yourself. I want you to do journaling. I want you to meditate. I want you to listen to the voice of spirit. It's all very present this week. And so this is, this is a very profound, there's a lot going on. It's a very profound week to pay close attention to everything. Okay. Very intense, very intense. Now, right after Venus and Pluto square, a couple of hours later, she's leaving, she's leaving Aries and she's going into one of her favorite signs of Taurus. And that's where the goddess can really feel into nature and be at one and really connect with her, her goddess self. So this is the end of the day on Thursday. And then, um, Mercury is going to change signs also next Saturday. It's going to enter Aries later in the evening. Um, and, or actually if you're in the Eastern time zone, Sunday morning, very early Sunday morning, like right after midnight. So Mercury is leaving Pisces. This is the last week of Mercury and Pisces. And then it's going to change signs going to Aries where Mercury is just zipping through. Mercury is like, really the winged messenger in Aries. It really just gets out there, gets the information, you know, information's flying back and forth. It's, it's not hesitating. It's not in Pisces where it's slower and more sensitive, you know, uh, intuitive. It's going to be very direct in Aries. And that's what we have to look forward to. Now, so much going on, but I have to talk about Pluto. I have to, I have to, I have to. And it's already 20 minutes into the podcast and I must talk about Pluto who is leaving Capricorn, where he's been for 15 years, and going into Aquarius on the 23rd. Now, that's not happening this week. That's happening the week after. And if you think there's a lot going on this week, just tune in next week. Tune in next time. Um, <laughs> because the saga of March 2023 continues. And this is, you know, once Pluto starts going into... Aquarius, we've got a whole other ball of wax going on, but, but there's a, you know, there's a new moon, there's the equinox. That's the following week. Let's focus on right now. Pluto is at the end of Capricorn. The emotions around this are profound. I feel the leaving of Pluto, you know, of Capricorn. So the moment is now. Pluto, and this is going to go on for a long time. This is going to go on till Pluto finishes Capricorn. There's going to be a back and forth 
Pluto's going to stay in Aquarius from March 23rd to June 11th and go back into Capricorn again. And then January, go back into Aquarius. Okay, but that's enough information for now because it's going to go back into Capricorn at the end of 2024. But let's stay with the moment. Pluto is at 29 degrees of Capricorn, the very end of the sign. It went in to Capricorn in 2008. And what happened? So there was a lot of back and forth back in 2008 from Pluto to from Sagittarius to Capricorn, back into Sagittarius, then into Capricorn because they're next to each other in the Zodiac. Pluto is the planet of transformation. And what did Pluto do when it started to go into Capricorn? Transform the finance markets. And all the darkness came out that was hiding in the corners of the finance market, the Ponzi schemes, etc., etc. But Pluto's story is starting to finish. And then we are starting to see some more banking stories. As I have heard, there are banks, small banks, closing. Okay, so what didn't happen, there were going to be runs on the banks and the financial markets were crazy and everything in 2008. We're starting to see the other side of it as Pluto is now getting ready to leave. This is the nature of Pluto. When it comes into a sign, it brings a new story, but it's also bringing back the old story from when it entered the sign it's in. Okay, so it 2008, Pluto went into Capricorn, Ponzi schemes, all this crazy financial markets rocked, okay, all this wild information. Now we're starting to see some more of the same things. It might not be what it was in 2008, but it's finishing the story. A story started in 2008, and now it's finishing. And this is the first passage of Pluto into Aquarius, okay, but we are seeing like this other story ending, and then a new one will begin when Pluto goes into Aquarius. But when Pluto left Sag, there was a story. There was a story that ended, and there were lots of stories that ended, but one particular story stood out to me. When Pluto entered Sagittarius in 1995, there was the OJ trial, and he was acquitted. And when Pluto left Sagittarius in 2008, he was sent to jail for something else. So remember, that's a, the same person on trial at the beginning of the sign, at the end of the sign. And look what happened. So there was a story at the beginning. There was a story at the end. There's a story of the financial markets at the beginning of Pluto and Capricorn. And now there is a story at the end. We're seeing some big transformations. Pluto is getting the getting ready to leave the sign of banking, government, and commerce. And it is handling all the loose threads from that arena of life. And that's what Pluto's doing now. I'm hearing all these little banks are closing, and this is something profound that's that is the same story of Pluto and Capricorn. Once Pluto steps into Aquarius, we're gonna get a new story, but pay attention. Um, because Pluto going into Aquarius on the 23rd of March is the beginning of something brand new and something is going to come forward for you. Pay attention. Where were you when the lights went out? You know, where were you when Pluto went into Aquarius? The, anything, and my teacher, my former teacher, Michael Luton, said something on his Facebook page the other day. He was saying, if there's something that needs to be said, say it. If there's something where you need to go back and revisit, apologize, something, do it. 
This is all during Pluto and Capricorn. The first passage of Pluto into Aquarius counts for that. So you want to wrap up those apologies and wrap up those, you know, things of Pluto and Capricorn that have happened. And if you can't apologize to someone in person, you send them forgiveness from where you are. It's a really, really important time for like atonement and forgiveness as we leave one sign and begin the next. What happened in 2008? I've been saying this a lot to people. What happened to you in 2008? Whatever was going on then, there's a similar quality to right now. And the story that is happening right now is asking for you to wrap it up. So maybe you need to say goodbye, forgive, something. But there's some similar bell ringing now that there was back in 2008. So individually, we need to pay attention to what's happening. And I can feel this change. Believe me, I feel this you know, I'm watching the chaos. I'm feeling the chaos. I'm feeling the chaotic energies. And like I said a couple weeks ago, I just let them move through me. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Sometimes I want to be emotional, but I've got to hold energy. And it's really important for us each now to feel the emotions, let them go, watch them release, watch them move through our body, our system, our minds, and really come to a place of letting go of this last 15 years lots of stories, but the particular ones to 2008 when Pluto entered this sign are the ones that might come back to us right now. Be very aware of this. It's very deep. It's profound. There's, you know, there's life-changing energies happening to us right now. And, you know, my teacher, Michael Luton, used to talk about death anxiety and that whenever an outer planet changed signs, we had these feelings of loss and release and yeah because the story's ending not because we're dying not because our loved ones are dying but because there is something that's saying okay you know we're we're closing the doors on this story and we're getting ready for the next chapter and we do this all the time in life you know so i think pluto and aquarius is going to be fascinating because aquarius is interesting and technological and forward thinking and futuristic and so, you know, there might be a little science fiction in our lives that comes to be reality, <laughs> but that's where we are. So I'm going to talk more about this. We've got a long road here and it's going to be very interesting. But right now we're watching that Pluto and Capricorn wrap up the stories and we have to, you know, take action where we need to. And, you know, the best thing right now is to pay close attention and listen, 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 listen. And that's it. I could go on and on, but boy, oh boy, there's lots of energy this week and we have a lot of movement to do. So stay in touch with my Instagram, the golden astrologer, because I will be on this week talking about everything that's happening. And you know, Friday I left a video, I made a video and I was saying, boy, this energy, it was just so Friday was so intense. You know, it's interesting because the full moon was Tuesday and, and Saturn went into Pisces on Tuesday. And then, but Friday came and I just, I could not believe the level of energy that was surrounding me and just this abundance of like high level energy that was just, uh, I can only take this in small doses. I was awake half the night after that, Friday into Saturday. It was so much. It was just so much. And so we're processing. We are moving through this. We are taking our time and tasting the next chapter. 
And that's where we are. So stay close to Instagram. That's where I am. My mailing list is at my website, goldenastrologer.com. You can get on my mailing list. I sent out a blog this past week. I'll be sending out more in these coming weeks. And my uh, masterclass on Saturn going into Pisces and Pluto going into Aquarius is available for purchase. And it is... Uh, $77. You can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online and scroll down. You will see it. It's available. My my masterclass on Mars is also available too. If you would like, you know, the one I was talking about before, Mars squaring Neptune and all that. I talk a lot about that. If you don't have the Mars and Gemini one, then I suggest you get that too. And I invite everyone to uh, listen to this podcast every week. And if you need a session, you get in touch with me. Uh, you can book online on my website. You can contact me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the next chapter of, of this cosmic soap opera we're in. <laughs> and we are in a cosmic soap opera. And this is, this is some heavy stuff. This is wild changes. And we are not, it's not going to be Dell here on the Golden Astrologer podcast. I won't be sitting here going, gee, nothing's happening this week. <laughs> we have to look at the world, look at what's going on in the world, what, what's going on in our hearts, and um, what's going on in our, what we're feeling in our bodies and our minds right now. So stay tuned next week. Thank you all for listening. Gratitude to each and every one of you. Have a blessed week. Thank you.